that's true. So I'm gonna. Uh, I'd like to talk about. And then we we're talking about the parables, correct? Yes. yes. Um. Teaching, talking, discussing the parables. Uh, Jesus taught in parables. We opened that up last week, and we talked about it quite a bit. And I think it. If it didn't help you, it helped me. It helped, I think, a lot of us understand why Jesus taught in the parables. Um, if, if there's one of the reasons that I feel, and I'll probably reiterate it, overstate it many times, is because I think it's the, it's the, it's the primary reason. You know, Jesus said it, and he said that, I'll pro- I'm not going to quote it word for word, but basically is, I'm teaching you in parables because... Your eyes are opened, your heart is turned to me, so therefore, as I teach you, it's, it's basically undermining the legal way of learning, if you will, the, the, the uh, written law way of learning, the learning by principles, uh, learning how to please God by principles. Instead, in parables, I'm teaching you these because... It's about relationship. It's about intimacy. It's about a connection. And so I'm, I'm connecting with you, and I'm teaching this way so that you understand my connection with you as God, as opposed to giving us, you know, the Ten Commandments, which is a list. Ten, right? He gave his people the list, the Ten Commandments to live by, and that didn't work. So now I'm teaching parables. I think it's I think it's a neat way that God actually is saying to us is, I desire a relationship with you um, through these parables. Right? Yeah. Well, at least that's my view, and I think it's... There's, there's other reasonings, but I think that's the primary reason, is Jesus taught in parables. You know, his wording was pretty strong when he said there'll be they're basically have closed their eyes and shut their ears. They blinded themselves to my words. Therefore, that's why I'm teaching in parables because they're trying to get to God through this list. Doing all these things right, but yet I'm right in front of them and they're still not seeing me. So as I teach in these parables, I'm showing you me. And those who have turned their hearts to me are going to see me, find me. He taught 37 parables. Jesus, 37, yeah. Now, now there's, there's some that I think are considered to be parables that I actually kind of, I'm not going to claim them as a parable, but I think that they are parables. Like one, is, one that is in specific is the parable of, or it's the story. I, that's why I, I, it's hard for me to call it a parable. It's the story of Lazarus and the rich man, simply because there's a specific, a specific named person, but yet he teaches it as though it's, it's abstract because he goes into another world. He goes into eternity, and he brings us into eternity with him, talking about Lazarus and the rich man. You guys know that one, right? No? Well, we're gonna, we won't talk about it tonight a little bit, but <laughs> it's Lazarus and the rich man, where the, the rich man, he, there's no name to him. I think there's... Isn't there, I don't know, there's people that have given him a name, but I don't, I, I don't know if it's, okay, yeah. They both die. 
and Jesus takes us into their, to their destiny, their eternal destiny, the rich man into eternal punishment where there is a wanting for a drop of water off of, on his tongue from Lazarus. And Lazarus gets to go into Abraham's bosom and just rest. In the Bible. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was too, too. <laughs> oh, you want it where it exactly is. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Um, is that in Luke, uh, Luke 12? Uh, no. Luke, how about? Luke 16. Well, what I wanted to discuss and just open it up and talk about this, and, um, you know, I talked about the, uh, the fishing net, if you will, on Sunday for the whole message was revolved around that. Um, there's a parable of what is referred to, the title of it was, is called the dragnet. Like I said, there's 37 parables that Jesus taught. Um, more than half of them have to deal with eternity. Heaven and hell, more than half of them. Why do you think that is? I mean, there's an obvious reason. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's Jesus is, with everything in him, if there's one thing he is wanting to do as he teaches, of course, he comes to save us by giving his life. That was his ultimate purpose. But there's also a lot of teaching that he does. And if there's one thing he wants to do in teaching us is getting, getting us to understand through his teaching that this life isn't what is most important. What is most important is eternity. Um, a lot of statements that Jesus makes are pretty hardcore. You know, it's talking about, you know, don't, don't be afraid of anybody, anyone that can do damage, kill, or destroy this body. But fear the one that not only can destroy this body and your very soul. So there's this, you know, those are some strong statements that Jesus makes about eternity and about heaven and hell. So in this, in this parable, I'm going to, we'll go to it. It's, it's pretty intense because there's, there's, a, there's a phrase that he makes in here. It's in Matthew chapter 13, starting in verse 47. I'm actually going to go to it in the Bible. And I know it's a, a question. Starting in verse 47, correct? Matthew 13 is, is a chap, the chapter that is entirely full of parables. When I was looking at and reading some of the parables and 
studying them and looking into which ones to go with and which ones to teach and because it's it, like I said, if there's 37, that's a lot. So I don't know. We'll we'll cover a lot of them. Some of them teach the same point. Remember, I, we talked about the, you know, the the points in the parable. The 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 one main point that Jesus is teaching is the one main point that we need to stick with. Correct. That's the main theme, the main point that we need to learn and and stick with. And because sometimes we could go off and. You know, going off on a rabbit trail or trying to find another meaning to a parable is a little bit dangerous. Uh, <clears throat> you can find different things in them, but, you know, and they could be subpoints. There could be different other things that it could mean, but the main point is the main point. <laughs> the main thing is the main thing, right? So the parable of the net or the drag net. You know, if if you start, you went back and because again he he uses this. He says again the kingdom of heaven, and then again the kingdom of heaven is like it's one of his one of Jesus' most used phrases. In fact, I think it is actually the most used phrase. The kingdom of heaven is like it's something that he's constantly trying to get us to understand what it is like because he knows what it's like, right? He knows exactly what it's like, so he's really just saying, hey, here's what it's like. How can I help you understand? Here's something I could give you that would help you understand. So verse 47, it says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. Gathered fish of every kind. And when it was full... Men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth." I'm wondering if you ever really dug down into the depths of your soul. <laughs> That's a deep question to start with, but just to ask and examine yourself as to whether or not you genuinely, authentically, really believe in eternity, heaven and hell. You can't believe in heaven and not believe in hell. Or I guess you could. I don't know. There's a whole group of, I think, people that do. We all know, maybe we, some of us know, Rob Bell and his teachings, um, which are opposed to the idea, the principle, the entire teaching of hell, that it doesn't exist. There's, if you want to read a couple of interesting books, if you read Love Wins, you must also read, what's the book that, oh, dang it, now I went blank, Francis Chan wrote, Erasing Hell, thank you, <clears throat> Hell, if you read Love Wins by Rob Bell, <clears throat> You must read. You must. It's a must. 
read Erasing Hell by Francis Chan. You could read Erasing Hell by Francis Chan anyway. But if you really want to leave, read Love Wins, which is an extremely popular book in the likes of The Shack, um, in the likes of Velvet Elvis. He also wrote Velvet Elvis. Anybody heard of these books? Nobody's heard of these books. Two, okay. Rob Bell. He promotes that there is no hell. Scripture, even it, yeah. Well, it 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 started and it start where where the danger came into place wasn't the whole idea of doing church differently, but it came into play as to now let's restructure the infrastructure of our establishment and our foundation, which is the Word of God on all the, the foundational truths of God's Word. And when you start redoing that, then you start messing up. A, yeah, you start messing with stuff that... that it, yeah. And I think every church does and should be. So this, this discussion, you know, it really did come about, and it, it, it caused a lot of issues, I think, in the, in the church as a whole. So then Francis Chan wrote a rebuttal to Love Wins called Erasing Hell, which is really, really good. It's a really good book. It's uh, easy to read. If, anybody ever read Francis Chan? Crazy Love is one of his most popular books. All right. That's okay. Yeah, but he's but but Francis Chan is a is a is a. Does anybody know who Francis Chan? Well, I gotta quit asking anybody. Yeah, I know. Francis Chan is a fantastic speaker, um, evangelist. I, I think I like him a lot. He's really good. He's, uh, and it's interesting that, you, you know, in light of what Blake said, Francis Chan actually has reformed his church into preaching the Word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is one that he's many multiple times would come out on a Sunday morning to give a message, and he would actually come out and say, well, this, it's, it's recorded of him doing this. The Holy Spirit hasn't given me anything to say, so I'm not saying anything. And would just say, either you can stick around and see if he does, or we can come back next week. <laughs> 
And that's pretty bold because it's like, well, I'm not going to say what God the Holy Spirit does. It doesn't lead me to say. And it was, it's pretty intense to how he actually does that. It's like, okay, this guy's, this guy's really bold to just trust the Holy Spirit completely. So much so that if God's not giving him something to say, he won't say it. But yeah, Crazy Love is a great book if you haven't read it. That's actually a really, really great book. It's a fun read. And his books are super easy. They're like, they're like 80 to 100 pages, easy to read, and they're super simple to read because they're straight to the point. If you have Francis Chan. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. But anyway, so let's talk about this. And I think it's, in, it's interesting to discuss because here's this, these are the words of Jesus. Um, well, because it's, it's dealing with heaven and hell. Um, it, 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 this, is, this is a straightforward parable teaching that Jesus gives us that he, uh, he, he basically tells us, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that's thrown into the sea. And this is interesting. He says, and it gathered fish of every kind. Um, and when it was full, men drew it ashore. They sat down, sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. And this is exactly how it'll be at the end of the age. The angels will come. They will be sent out by God. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. Those that are evil and in the righteous, they will go to a place of peace. And it's interesting, in this parable, he doesn't give us where the righteous get to go just where the evil go. Isn't that interesting in this one? I find it interesting, and I'm thinking, why is that, why is that so? Why is he giving us such a, an intense look? Because he talks about this isn't the only place that he refers to it as a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that make you think of when he talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth? I don't know. It's a good discussion, isn't it? Maybe, maybe not. Maybe we don't want to talk about hell, Right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's in the same line. Is yeah yeah. Um. Well, that's that's the premise of love wins. Is is all of us get to go? Yeah, and that's just how it is. Is because God, there a loving God would not send anybody to hell that's that's right that's right that's the truth the truth is that he's provided all of the all of that we need in his son and then it's up to us to just align ourselves and say yes to his yeah it it is and it's not a it's not that complicated it really isn't um You know, and talking about it, be, bringing it up, I, I guess I, maybe I, talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth, is, that's not the first place. What is that referring to? I've heard it taught different ways, and I don't know if I agree with some of the ways I've heard it taught, because I think it's, it's pretty straightforward. What's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly, but is it, is it, what is it? What do you think that he's referring to in that actually description? Because that's pretty descriptive 
a weeping, which is a sorrowful uh, remorse. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard somebody say, and I, when, in sharing my faith on the construction site, was always a, interesting because some of the barbaric responses, if you will, were always, I would always surprise me, but then they wouldn't, they didn't actually. It's, well, if I'm going to hell, it's just going to be a big barbecue with all my friends. I, well, well, you know, that's like, yeah, it really is what a lot of people think. If I'm going, I, I mean, we see it in movies, we see it, you know, different places. It's like, well, it'll be a big party. You know, there's really not this uh, anguish there. It's like, well, there's a lot of people there going to be there. And I think sometimes the joking attitude we have about it, and I'm not saying we as Christians, but I think as culture, as society has about it, is exactly where Satan loves us to be. Wasn't, do you guys remember what the first lie was? What was his, yeah, the first lie that Satan uh, caused Eve to believe, made her believe. You won't die. There's no consequences to just doing what you want to do. Just do what you want to do. There's really not going to be any consequences. Surely you won't die I mean, if he, if you went even farther, there would have been even this. I think there's even like ah, God just likes you just the way you are. Don't worry about it. You're gonna be just fine. Yeah. It was the first lie, isn't it? I mean, basically, it's like ah, it's not gonna be that bad. You won't die. Why did what? Who, Satan? Lucifer? That's a deep question, isn't it? What's that? Yeah. 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 That's right. You know... I mean, that's a good question, Valerie, if you, you know, why is Satan still around? Why did he allow him to be around? Why didn't he just send him to the pit, into the abyss, right off the bat? Yeah. Why did he throw him down here to earth? Huh. Do we have an answer to that? Exactly. It's what it comes down to. Yeah. That's why, you know, even making the statement there, you can't believe in heaven without actually believing in hell. You really can't. It's ludicrous. It's insanity. It's foolishness. It's, it's uh, unbiblical, exactly. So when we talk about this, I, I think there's a... Uh, you know, that weeping and gnashing of teeth, I think it's, it's pretty straightforward, um, at least in, from what my understanding, is there's, 
It's an eternal regret, remorse, and it's an, it's it's never ending. It's a never ending regret for not choosing Jesus. Yeah. 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 In remorse and regret. Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that is a, uh, you know, as we even look into this, the fiery furnace, what's, you know, he's referring to that. It's, it's that, it's that place of torment, and it's also the place that he refers to as the lake of fire when he talks about it as the lake of fire being that place that is, I'm going to go to it, that is prepared for who? Yeah, yeah, Exactly. It is that place in Matthew 25, verse 41, says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25, 41. Jesus taught about some important subjects. The most important subject to Jesus was our eternal soul, where it was going to go, where we were going to choose to align ourselves for it to go. So he taught about heaven and hell. He, he taught about eternity more than anything. The second most important was, was our issue of not allowing, and we'll talk about some of those parables, money to take place of God. Those were the two most subjects that he talked about. Eternal soul and our issue with money. The two least we talk about, it seems like, in church, isn't it? Amongst each other. And yet it's the most that Jesus, Jesus talked about it the most. So I, I kind of, as we even discuss this, I, you know, like I said, there's, 37 parables, more than half of them, Jesus was t- were dealing with the subject of eternity. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I kind of want to leave it with a question that I think that we would like to, that I think we need to ask ourselves is, when Jesus was talking about eternity in heaven and hell, and he's using such really, really explicit language that, that you know, Eternal fire, fiery furnace, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those are very, if, if, you know, you can't just dismiss that as metaphorical that he's talking about. We must receive it and look at it as actual lake of fire, fiery furnace, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Shouldn't we? I mean, we ha- kind of have to, don't we? Everything in the Bible that's 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but we are both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the description of it is very. And it, and what it ought to be, and it ought to be towards us, is is reality. <clears throat> Um, eternity is more real than this. Have you ever realized that? I remember the Lord showed me that when I first became a believer. That, and I'm I'm glad He did because I think it caused me to it caused everything to like really stick. The Word of God to just stick and stick hard. That eternity is more permanent than this world, because this world is temporary. And, and, the, and the, <clears throat> so when, I, when we believe that, I believe it causes the words of God to stick deeper into the depths of our soul, into our heart, our mind, because they're, they're eternal words, right? <clears throat> um, but I think there's, there's something, too, that I'd like us to kind of discuss, and if we... I think just kind of be open and honest about it is, you know, <clears throat> is the reasoning that Jesus teaches about this so that <clears throat> we can use it to scare others into heaven by scaring the hell out of them? <laughs> <clears throat> just a question I want us to think about. It's like, you know, in other words, are we as now destined for eternity because we're believers in Jesus, cross Christ, the resurrection of Jesus, our salvation is by grace, through faith. We know that. We believe that. We come to know Jesus through the kindness and goodness of God that He showed to us. What is our duty to show Jesus to others? Huh? Same way, yeah. I don't, and maybe this is just me, but I think it's, I've never been one to want to scare the hell out of people by telling them they're going to go to hell if they don't believe in Jesus. I don't think that tactic works. <clears throat> Turn or burn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was our... Yeah, that was a good friend, Jody, Pastor Jody. Uh, Craig was a part of it. Not Craig Duncan, Craig Jones, and a lot of people in town. Turner Burn. Troy? Oh, okay, yeah, I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. But I... The, the, the reason I'm kind of just talking about it is, 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 I think, to understand... When Jesus is teaching this way, he's teaching it for us so that we understand, so that we get, I believe, so we get the internal, eternal implications of our life choices here, our life choice here, but also sharing our life choice with others so that they can 
they can and will have that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Because um, <clears throat> I think that's a very real reality too. If you want, <clears throat> let's go back to... <clears throat> And attractive. Yeah. 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 Amen. And that's is is actually that the grace of God. The grace of God is only in Jesus. It's not in Muhammad. It's not in Buddha. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There is no, without the Holy Spirit unveiling, uncovering, and that's what the word reveal means, to reveal means to uncover the truth of our need for Jesus as Savior until that happens then we will, we, we, and you know what, and that's, that's the beauty of, of not just, you know, and I, I like the word, wording, even though I'm like, it's a play on words, to represent Jesus to others, is when we, when we do that, we, <clears throat> we're giving then the Holy Spirit the place to go into that person's soul, that person's life, to then pull those words, pull the actions that you represented in front of them to say, that's what I need. Catholic, leave me alone. Yeah. 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 And I think in order for them, for a non believer 
Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, well, you you just described what Paul, remember when Paul said that in regards to it's God that gives the increase or it's God, as I said on Sunday, it's God who provides the fish. You know, it's our, it's our responsibility, our duty, our job, our calling, our purpose is to cast the net, and that casting the net is going to involve what? It, it, Paul said it. It said some plant, some water. Said so that's that's a that's a kind of a. If you think about it, if you break that down, he's like some plant, some water, but God's the one that makes anything grow. God gives the increase. God is the one that does takes the planting and takes the watering and makes it happen in a person's. So that's what Bosco said. It's the Holy Spirit that's going to get in there and do the work of giving life to a person's very soul. But it is our responsibility to plant and water. <clears throat> Planting and watering are different things. You know, they, they're both required. <clears throat> a dry seed without any water is going to just wither away and die and, and just corrode. <clears throat> water without a seed does what? just make mud so so we need them both we need them both and we need praying people we need seed planters we need people living in front of them what jesus looks like what a christian looks like and then we also need people that can speak truth and i know that's you know we're all different in it that's what's great about the church the body of christ is how we're all called and we're all purposed to do something different plant water and let God make it grow. <clears throat> but we are called to be a part of it for the very reason of this very reason that Jesus is teaching here is that eternity is forever. Heaven and hell are very real. So much so that it costs Jesus his very blood, his very life, so that we can be there. You know, I think when we grasp that, when we get that, it just makes this all make sense when we live it that way. When we're living for this stuff, it's kind of just messy and tiring and daunting and confusing and depressing and all of the above, right? Makes me think every time I get depressed and tired and exhausted and like, what am I really doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, it's been, I don't know, a month. You know, I go over and I play cleanup over in Loretta. Yeah, yeah. Head. You head up to the... Mm-hmm. Well, they're all older. So when I was there a couple of months ago, this older woman yelled across the room at this 94-year-old woman. So wait, is this a big room of pinochle uh, players? When I'm there, there's <sighs> Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ooh. And I'm there like, Boy, this is kind of exciting. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so I, I
really cool praise the lord yeah those are the great opportunities when people just flat out ask you i love it yeah yeah and you know what the only way we're going to get that sort well not the only way i think the holy spirit will put us in front of people if that's if he calls us to but when we live it when we live it in front of people they'll they'll actually want to hear what we have to say about what he what he's doing in our lives right? And that's, that is the calling. I think this is, it's interesting, I, uh, I'm gonna just going to read this last little passage um, in Matthew 13. It's not the last passage of Matthew 13, but it's, he says it right after he teaches all these parables, and um, of course I just dealt with the very last one in Matthew 13, but he says in verse 51, <sighs> He asks them, have you understood all these things? <laughs> so he asks his disciples, have you understood all these things? And they said to him, yes. That's pretty brave, huh? They, yes. <laughs> and so then he said to them, he challenged them with this. He says, therefore, it's almost as though, okay, if you testify to understanding, then here it is. And this is interesting. Jesus does this many times. When he talks to people about, you know, the Pharisees came to him and said, said, you accuse us of being blind. He says, really? So then you're telling me that you see clearly. If you see clearly, then you need to see me. And you don't see me. So you, by your own words, are declaring yourself and convicting yourself. He does this a lot. Be careful what we say. <laughs> because all he did was say yes. And he says, okay. Therefore, that every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out his treasure, what is new and what is old. That's awesome. I don't know. So we're going to talk about this in, in, the, in the weeks to come. The new and the old, the treasures that Jesus gives us and teaches us. Because I think that's what he's referring to here is tap in to all that I teach you. Because I teach you from the old and I teach you from the new. I'm, I'm teaching you the things that are, have been taught from the beginning of time and I'm teaching you new things. Don't throw away the old. Has anybody ever taught you that the Old Testament doesn't matter? Really? Kick them out the door. <laughs> and I'm serious, because that's ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. Jesus' words right here say, use the old and the new. Go ahead. What? Oh, okay. All right. 
because it's, it's important for us to, I believe, use all that Jesus teaches us. So this is, and then he says it in a way that I think is like, okay, you say you understand. All right. You are now, you are now responsible for sharing it. Where is it that Michael, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Where is the passage of Scripture? I could probably find it if I search my Bible. Um, where Jesus says, those of you who know what to do as good and don't do it, you will be held to a higher accountability to those who you who don't know what to do. Um, I'm trying to find where that is. Now I went blank. Now, I'm, what's that? Sometimes it's a bummer when you've read the Bible so much of your life in the NIV version and the words that you remember that it says are not in the new version that you use. You do? Oh, man. Yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah, nobody can hear you, so I'm going to get it. I'm sorry. Especially since the train's coming. Yeah. <clears throat> well, it's in, in and it's it's a it's in another parable that Jesus is telling, teaching it. Can you guys all hear me with the train? Kind of. It's in uh, Luke twelve forty one is where I'll start. It says, Peter said, Lord, are you telling this parable for us, for us or, or for all? And the Lord said, who then is the faithful and wise manager whom his master will set over his household to give them their portion of food at proper time? Blessed is that servant whom his master will find so doing when he comes. For truly I say to you, he will will set him over all of his possessions. But if that servant says to himself, my master is delayed in his coming and begins to beat the male and the female servants and to eat and drink and get drunk, the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour he does not know, and will cut him in pieces and put him with the unfaithful. So there again, Jesus, he he seems to, I don't know, he seems to always like go back to this whole thing about like, hey, do what you're supposed to do, because the punishment for not is kind of heavy. I mean, cut up to pieces and throw him with the unfaithful, that's like a, man, that's graphic. This is like, 
Yeah, that's good because, yeah. Well, it, it, it is, it is, it was something that they understood. The culture, they understood this. They understood a fiery furnace. They understood because it was. Yeah. Yeah, and whether, it, 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 but 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 he was, he was saying that, but he was applying it to eternity. You know, this is you guys get this. This is what you went through already. Your whole entire, your your people, my people went through this. Don't you know? And this was I'm I'm showing you what's true and what's good and how to live what's right, so we don't go through this for eternity. All the time. All the time. Uh, all the way up to the very end, they kept saying, ha, is it time now to get rid of these Romans? No. So he says, they will, you will cut them into pieces if you basically don't do what you know you're supposed to do in being faithful and being... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Dutiful or um, steward, a good steward of that which God has given you. I was looking for the word steward. I don't know why that wasn't coming to me. It says in verse 47, And that servant who knew his master's will but did not get ready or act according to his will will receive a severe beating. But the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating, will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom much they trusted much, and from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. I think that's in line with what he's talking about in, um, golly, those itches. Matthew 13, at the end there, right? Oh, where did it go? If you understand them, and you say yes. <laughs> That's what I've always thought. It's like, those, who us, those of us who risk, run the risk of learning Jesus' ways, run the risk of now being held accountable to knowing his ways and sharing them correctly. Yes?
you know, Donna, you're, you're not, um, I don't know how to say it other than, that's true, but you are responsible for your actions and your us sharing. And so I, you know, we, we, we got to be careful. Guilt is not, not, but, but to learn from it, um, because I don't think there's anybody in the room that hasn't missed the opportunity and it's, and we don't get it again. Yeah, and we, yeah, another one, and that's, You you can't that there's nothing you could do about that. Yeah. You don't know. That's the thing you don't know. It, it right. There, there's so much that's going on there that we don't understand and we don't really know in, in regards to sharing Christ with people that we just don't even know where, where that's going to, where that's, that person is taking it, where that, that seed that we're sowing is being, is, is landing. We've got to trust God, the Holy Spirit. That's why it's super important to know and understand and really believe that it's God that does it. We are waterers. And seed sowers. Yeah. brings us to, to, I believe, higher levels of maturity, obedience, intimacy with God, and even a place of, uh, I think we become a little, wait, I, I think when we go through those times, those opportunities that you just shared about, and, and if, we, um, if we have a desire to see people go to heaven with us, then we're going to go through those, because that's on our mind and in our heart to share our faith. So when we, when we, when we miss those opportunities, which I, I, I can, there's numerous, I don't know how many I've, 
but they've always taken me to a, a level of like, okay, I, want, I'm, I become more attentive than to hearing because now I really want to hear because I, wanna, I want to. Yeah. Satan loves to do that. Yeah. 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 maybe, you know, you know, and I just maybe to spin it another way is maybe there was a place that she made that decision already ahead of time and or beforehand. And then maybe she's like, no, I, I maybe that that stopping you was just saying, no, you don't need to say that. I'm, I'm already okay. I'm, I'm there already. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know the situation. That's to the Lord, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And there's, there's, you know, the, I, I believe the watering is the praying. I believe that. The watering is the praying. I mean, that's just, it could be, we could make it other things, but I think that is. It's, prayer really is effective. Um, and it's, I think it's that which brings. I encourage us to do something and it's to not, but how do I say it? To share the grace of God. May your conversation, may your speech always be full of grace and seasoned with salt. You know, that's, I think that's. Yeah. Yeah. I still, and, and I remember, and maybe there was something in me, and I, I, I don't know if I've told the story, I'll just only take a couple more minutes, and then I know we'll get going, but uh, 
happened when I was young in the Lord. And that was we went to go see a movie, Robin and I, with some friends of ours. It was the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore. Yeah, I think I've told the story multiple times because it's, it's so just like real. And the, the Lord really, I felt like the Lord was saying to me throughout the movie, and it was almost like it's such a heaviness. I was like, it ruined the movie for me because I couldn't enjoy the movie. That there was a reality to what was actually happening. And it, without Jesus, all of us will be drugged down by the demons where they are called to be sent. And so I, as, as this movie is going on, and I don't know if you remember the movie at all. It's from the, I went, yeah, it's a long time. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, 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 I was like, okay, the Lord wanted me. I felt like the Lord wanted me to get up and just shout it in the movie theater. We need to go to Jesus. The only way for us to save our soul is through Jesus, you know, because the whole movie presented is like doing good or doing bad. It's like, and so I was, I felt like, oh man. I'm such a coward. I'm, I'm, I cannot do that. I'm not, I'm not a good, I, you know, like I just started, I mean, I was sweating. I was, I was miserable, and the Lord kept saying, no, I want you to do that. I felt like that's what the Lord was wanting me to do. And it's like, there's no way I'll have that opportunity. And sure enough, at the end of the movie, there was about literally three seconds of blank black screen, and it was silent. And I sat still and said nothing. It was like, yes, it was like forever, and I said nothing, and I walked out, and still to this day, I pray for those souls that were in that movie theater that needed to hear Jesus, and I didn't share it to them. May somebody come and share with them that... Oh, it totally, it, it, it like dug into me something that I couldn't have done myself, so I think God used that opportunity of my failure to, and they I'll call it, I call it for what it was. I, I'm not being like, oh, you know, nice about it. I dropped the ball. I yeah, blew it. You know? Oh yeah, it pushed me deeper and deeper, and it was like, okay, so so use you know, and, and we're all saying the same thing to you and to all of us. Don't let condemnation, guilt, don't let Satan paralyze you but use it as an opportunity to grow you to do something next time i know that's you know and i and i I looked for silly opportunities like that in movie theaters and stuff and that never a once has that ever popped up again i hope it doesn't honestly (laughs) unless unless it's but i i'm never fearful of sharing my faith amongst anybody and I've I've discovered if you guys want you guys want to know something I've discovered most people people that that I've shared and shared my faith with I have never been like ridiculed laughed at rejected to the point of where I have made to feel like an idiot they may have thought it but I've, I've always felt like every time I've shared my faith, and maybe because there's, it's God, the Holy Spirit doing it, and I'm not just trying to, 
I've seen people do it to other Christians where they just like, just like, just rip them up and down and tell, you know, but it's never happened to me. I I don't know if that's a a grace that God has given me that just there's. Yeah, yeah. No. It was it was it was a and it isn't right, I don't think. I mean, you know, it wasn't like great comfort or anything. It was it was a rogue. Have you guys ever followed does anybody know what Ray Comfort is? And, okay, good. Yeah. You don't know who Francis Chan is? Okay. You'll enjoy him. You'll enjoy his books. Crazy Love is is a fun book to read. Super enjoyable, inspiring. Yeah, really, really good. Yeah, really good. Crazy Love. I think every Christian ought to read Crazy Love. It's good. It's a good book. Yeah. 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 on a lot of stuff. <laughs> Never seen him? All right. Well, let's pray. Let's pray and we'll get into another parable or two next week. Some of these eternal parables are fun and let's, let's like, if there's half as much people next week, I'll switch it up. I'll make it fun parables. <laughs> Father God, we thank you for your love for us, your teaching to us by your Holy Spirit. And thank you, Jesus, that you've given us words, words that are written for, for eternity for us to learn of that stick into our very soul. May you do that. And in Jesus' name, give us opportunities to plant seeds, to water soil so that you can cause the growth of your spirit into lost souls, our friends, our peers, our co-workers, our family, may they see you, Jesus, in us and be drawn to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. 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 When I was looking at and reading some of the parables and studying them and looking into which ones to go with and which ones to teach and because it's it, like I said if there's 37 that's a lot so I don't know we'll we'll cover a lot of them some of them teach the same point remember I, we talked about the you know the the points in the parable the 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 one main point that Jesus is teaching is the one main point that we need to stick with correct that's the main theme the main point that we need to learn and and stick with and because sometimes we could go off and you know, going off on a rabbit trail or trying to find another meaning to a parable is a little bit dangerous. Uh, <clears throat> you can find different things in them, but, you know, and they could be subpoints. There could be different other things that it could mean, but the main point is the main point. <laughs> the main thing is the main thing, right? So the parable of the net or the dragnet, 
you know, if you, if you start, you went back, because again, he, he uses this, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven, and then again, the kingdom of heaven is like. It's one of his, one of Jesus' most used phrases. In fact, I think it is actually the most used phrase. The kingdom of heaven is like. It's something that he's constantly trying to get us to understand what it is like. Because he knows what it's like, right? He knows exactly what it's like. So he's really just saying, hey, here's what it's like. How can I help you understand? Here's something I could give you that would help you understand. So verse 47, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. Gathered fish of every kind. And when it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. So it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. I'm wondering if you ever really dug down into the depths of your soul. (laughs) That's a deep question to start with, but just to ask and examine yourself as to whether or not you genuinely, authentically, really believe in eternity, heaven and hell. You can't believe in heaven and not believe in hell. Or I guess you could. I don't know. There's a whole group of, I think, people that do. We all know, maybe we, some of us know, Rob Bell and his teachings, um, which are opposed to the idea, the principle, the entire teaching of hell, that it doesn't exist. If, there's, if you want to read a couple of interesting books... If you read Love Wins, you must also read, what's the book that, oh, dang it, now I went blank. Francis Chan wrote, Erasing Hell, thank you. Hell. If you read Love Wins by Rob Bell, you must read, you must, it's a must, Read Erasing Hell by Francis Chan. You could read Erasing Hell by Francis Chan anyway. But if you really want to read Love Wins, which is an extremely popular book in the likes of The Shack, um, in the likes of Velvet Elvis. He also wrote Velvet Elvis. Anybody heard of these books? Nobody's heard of these books. Two, okay. Rob Bell. He promotes that there is no hell. He, well, he, started, he started about 20 years ago. He started, you guys remember the emerging church, the emerging church movement, where they wanted to redo church? He started that whole thing. Mm-hmm. That church is like, that's why I wrote Velvet Elvis. Church is like the, a Velvet Elvis picture. It's outdated and used 
Scripture, even it, yeah. Well, it, it it started and it start where where the danger came into place wasn't the whole idea of doing church differently, but it came into play as to now let's restructure the infrastructure of our establishment and our foundation, which is the Word of God on all the, the foundational truths of God's Word. And when you start redoing that, then you start messing up. A, yeah, you start messing with stuff that... that it, yeah. And I think every church does and should be. So this this discussion, you know, it really did come about, and it it, it caused a lot of issues, I think, in the in the church as a whole. So then Francis Chan wrote a rebuttal to Love Wins called Erasing Hell, which is really, really good. It's a really good book. It's uh, easy to read. If Anybody ever read Francis Chan? Crazy Love is one of his most popular books. All right. That's okay. Yeah. But, he's, but, but Francis Chan is a... Is a, is a does anybody know who Francis Chan... Well, I've got to quit asking anybody. Yeah, I know. Francis Chan is a fantastic speaker, um, evangelist. I, I think I like him a lot. He's really good. He's, uh, and it's interesting that, you, you know, in light of what Blake said, Francis Chan actually has reformed his church into preaching the word of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is one that he's many multiple times would come out on a Sunday morning to give a message, and he would actually come out and say, well, this, it's, it's recorded of him doing this. The Holy Spirit hasn't given me anything to say, so I'm not saying anything. And would just say, either you can stick around and see if he does, or we can come back next week. <laughs> and that's pretty bold, because it's like, well, I'm not going to say what God the Holy Spirit does. It doesn't lead me to say. And it was, it's pretty intense to how he actually does that. It's like, okay, this guy's, this guy's really bold to just trust the Holy Spirit completely. So much so that if God's not giving him something to say, he won't say it. But yeah, Crazy Love is a great book if you haven't read it. That's actually a really, really great book. It's a fun read. And his books are super easy. They're like, they're like 80 to 100 pages, easy to read, and they're super simple to read. Because they're straight to the point. If you have Francis Chan. Yeah, he's, he's fantastic. But anyway, so let's talk about this. And I think it's, in, it's interesting to discuss because here's this, these are the words of Jesus. Um, well, because it's, it's dealing with heaven and hell. Um, it, it, this, is, this is a straightforward parable teaching that Jesus gives us that... 
he, he, he basically tells us, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that's thrown into the sea. And this is interesting. He says, and it gathered fish of every kind. Um, and when it was full, men drew it ashore. They sat down, sorted the good into containers, but threw away the bad. And this is exactly how it'll be at the end of the age. The angels will come. They will be sent out by God. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. Those that are evil and in the righteous, they will go to a place of peace. And it's interesting, in this parable, he doesn't give us where the righteous get to go, just where the evil go. Isn't that interesting in this one? I find it interesting, and I'm thinking, why is that, why is that so? Why is he giving us such a, an intense look? Because he talks about this isn't the only place that he refers to it as a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth. What does that make you think of when he talks about weeping and gnashing of teeth? I don't know. It's a good discussion, isn't it? Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe we don't want to talk about hell, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's, it's in the same line. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that's, that's the premise of Love Wins, is, is all of us get to go, yeah, and that's just how it is, is because God, a loving God would not send anybody to hell. That's, that's right, that's right, that's the truth. The truth is that He's provided all of, the, all of that we need in His Son, and then it's up to us to just align ourselves and say yes to his, yeah, it, it is, and it's not a, it's not that complicated. It really isn't. Um, you know, and talking about it, be, bringing it up, I, I guess I maybe I talking about weeping and gnashing of teeth is that's not the first place. What is that referring to? I've heard it taught different ways, and I don't know if I agree with some of the ways I've heard it taught because I think it's, it's pretty straightforward. What's that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But is it, is it, what is that, what do you think that he's referring to in that actually description? Because that's pretty descriptive. Uh, a weeping, which is a sorrowful uh, remorse. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever heard somebody say, and I, when, in sharing my faith on the construction site, was always a, interesting because some of the barbaric responses, if you will, were always, that would always surprise me, but then they wouldn't, they didn't actually. It's, well, if I'm going to hell, it's just going to be a big barbecue with all my friends. I, well, well, you know, that's like, yeah, it really is what a lot of people think. If I'm going, I, I mean, we see it in movies, we see it, you know, different places, it's like, well, it'll be a big party. You know, there's really not this, uh, anguish there. It's like, well, 
There's a lot of people there going to be there. And I think sometimes the joking attitude we have about it, and I'm not saying we as Christians, but I think as culture, as society has about it, is exactly where Satan loves us to be. Wasn't, do you guys remember what the first lie was? What was his bait? Yeah, the first lie that Satan uh, caused Eve to believe, made her believe. You won't die. There's no consequences to just doing what you want to do. Just do what you want to do. There's really not going to be any consequences. Surely you won't die. I mean, if he, if you went even farther, there would have been even this. I think there's even like ah, God just likes you just the way you are. Don't worry about it. You're going to be just fine. It was the first lie, isn't it? I mean, basically, it's like, ah, it's not going to be that bad. You won't die. Why did what? Who, Satan? Lucifer? That's a deep question, isn't it? What's that? Yeah. 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 That's right. You know, I mean, that's a good question, Valerie, if you, you know, why... Is Satan still around? Why did he allow him to be around? Why didn't he just send him to the pit, into the abyss, right off the bat? Yeah. Why did he throw him down here to earth? Huh. Do we have an answer to that? Yeah. You don't have two choices. Exactly. It's what it comes down to. Yeah, that's why, you know, even making the statement there, you can't believe in heaven without actually believing in hell. You really can't. It's ludicrous. It's insanity. It's foolishness. It's, it's uh, unbiblical, exactly. So when we talk about this, I, I think there's a, uh, you know, that weeping and gnashing of teeth. I think it's, it's pretty straightforward, um, at least in from what my understanding is there's there it's an eternal regret remorse and it's in it's it's never ending it's a never ending regret for not choosing jesus Yeah. 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 In remorse and regret. Yeah. Well, and that's, that, that is a, uh, you know, as we even look into this, the fiery furnace, what's, 
you know, he's referring to that. It's, it's that. it's that place of torment, and it's also the place that he refers to as the lake of fire when he talks about it as the lake of fire being that place that is, <clears throat> I'm going to go to it, that is prepared for who? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It is that place in Matthew 25, verse 41, says, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. Matthew 25, 41. Jesus taught about some important subjects. The most important subject to Jesus was our eternal soul, where it was going to go, where we were going to choose to align ourselves for it to go. So he taught about heaven and hell. He, he taught about eternity more than anything. The second most important was, was our issue of not allowing, and we'll talk about some of those parables, money to take place of God. Those were the two most subjects that he talked about. Eternal soul and our issue with money. The two least we talk about, it seems like, in church, isn't it? Amongst each other. And yet it's the most that Jesus, Jesus talked about it the most. So I, I kind of, as we even discuss this, I, you know, like I said, there's, 37 parables, more than half of them, Jesus was t- were dealing with the subject of eternity. Um, <clears throat> I'm just, I kind of want to leave it with a question that I think that we would like to, that I think we need to ask ourselves is, when Jesus was talking about eternity in heaven and hell, and he's using such really, really explicit language that, that you know, Eternal fire, fiery furnace, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Those are very, if, if, you know, you can't just dismiss that as metaphorical that he's talking about. We must receive it and look at it as actual lake of fire, fiery furnace, weeping and gnashing of teeth. Shouldn't we? I mean, we ha- kind of have to, don't we? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> but we are both. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the description of it is very, and, it, and what it ought to be and it ought to be towards us is, is reality. Um, eternity is more real than this. Have you ever realized that? I remember the Lord showed me that when I first became a believer, that 
And I'm, I'm glad he did because I think it caused me to, it caused everything to like really stick. The word of God to just stick and stick hard. That eternity is more permanent than this world because this world is temporary. And, and, the, and the, <clears throat> so when I, when we believe that, I believe it causes the words of God to stick deeper into the depths of our soul, into our heart, our mind, because they're, they're eternal words, right? Um, but I think there's, there's something, too, that I'd like us to kind of discuss, and if we, I think, just kind of be open and honest about it is, you know... <clears throat> Is the reasoning that Jesus teaches about this so that we can use it to scare others into heaven by scaring the hell out of them? (laughs) Just a question I want us to think about. It's like, you know, in other words, are we as now destined for eternity because we're believers in Jesus, cross? Christ, the resurrection of Jesus, our salvation is by grace, through faith, we know that, we believe that. We come to know Jesus through the kindness and goodness of God that he showed to us. What is our duty to show Jesus to others? Huh? Same way, yeah. I don't and maybe this is just me, but I think it's, I've never been one to want to scare the hell out of people by telling them they're going to go to hell if they don't believe in Jesus. I don't think that tactic works. <clears throat> Turner burn? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> that was our, yeah, that was a good friend Jody, Pastor Jody. <clears throat> Uh, Craig was a part of it. Not Craig Duncan. Craig Jones and a lot of people in town. Turner Burn. Troy. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. But I, the, the reason I'm kind of just talking about it is, 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 I think, to understand when Jesus is teaching this way, he's teaching it for us so that we understand, so that we get... I believe so we get the internal, eternal implications of our life choices here, our life choice here, but also sharing our life choice with others so that they can, they can and will have that opportunity to say yes to Jesus. Because um, I think that's a very real reality too. If you want, <clears throat> let's go back to... <clears throat> And attractive. Yeah. 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 Amen. And that's is is actually that the grace of God. The grace of God is only in Jesus. It's 
not in Muhammad. It's not in Buddha. That's right. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. There is no, without the Holy Spirit unveiling, uncovering, and that's what the word reveal means, to reveal means to uncover the truth, 